Good morning, everyone. It's so wonderful to be with you. Today, I want to speak to you about the power of unity. And our passage is John chapter 17, verses 20 to 26. They will come up on the screen, but I will also read them for you. So it says, My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me that they may be one as we are one, I in them and you in me so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved me, even have loved them even as you have loved me. Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory, the glory you have given me because you loved me before the creation of the world. Righteous Father, though the world does not know you, I know you and they know that you have sent me. I have made you known to them and will continue to make you known in order that the love you have for me may be in them and that I myself may be in them. John 17 is known as Jesus's prayer. And in this passage, Jesus prays for his followers. He prays for you, he prays for me, he prays for the church. Jesus's prayer was that all of those who follow him would remain unified in their beliefs and their convictions even in a hostile world. My childhood was very different to what many of you would regard as normal. See, my mum, who was Ghanaian, moved from Ghana to Germany where she met this successful young man. The only problem was that he was already married with children. That didn't seem to stop them. My mum fell pregnant and realising that this relationship was going nowhere, she decided that the best thing to do would be to leave Germany and to move here to the UK. So my mum left and moved to the UK where she had me. Realising that she had no friends or family, that they spoke a language that was so unfamiliar to her, she decided that the best thing to do would be to send me to Ghana where she had family. And once she sorted herself out, she would bring me over. So before I was even a year old, I was sent to Ghana where I lived in a type of foster care system, moving from home to home and city to city. And that was pretty much my life until I moved back to London at the age of nine. When I moved back to London, I realised that my mum had her own struggles. I watched her go in and out of violent, abusive relationships, often with men who were already married, and she turned to alcohol as a way of coping. That wasn't ideal and wasn't the kind of family that many would hope for. But she was my mum, and she tried, and I loved her. When I was 20 years old, my mum was diagnosed with cancer. And a few years later, she passed away. 
And I remember the day that I took out my phone and I scrolled down to my mum's phone number and I deleted it because I knew that I would never receive a call from her again. There are some of you sat here or watching online and today is a great day. Today is full of joy and celebration. It's Mothering Sunday. And there are others of you who you have a story to tell. And today is a particularly challenging day for you. You are not alone. When my mum passed away, my community prayed with me and for me. When I thought that God had forgotten me, I had this diverse family that united around me and refused to, make, to let me believe that my story somehow disqualified me. You are surrounded by a community that will not let you stand alone. And we know that when we look up from our immediate situations, that in fact, we are surrounded by a wealth of maternal figures in our lives, aunts and sisters and grandmothers and godmothers. We have stepmothers. We even have our friends who care for us. No matter how dissimilar our stories may seem, we remain united in our differences through Jesus. People are not meant to be the same. That's not how God designed us. We all have different stories to tell, experiences, abilities, and gifts. Unity is not uniformity, but clarity in our purpose. Differences are not only essential, but are critical as we each have a unique role to play and God created our differences. We have a role to play in this greater, more beautiful story. Each year on the 27th of September, I celebrate my mum's birthday. However, this year on that day, I had an extra reason to celebrate. On that same date, my son, Judah, was born. And the community that gathered around me in my loss united around me in my joy. And we celebrated God's kindness. And it was powerful. So secondly, there is power in our unity. Verse 22 says, I have given them the glory that you have given me. See, God has made each and every one of us with dignity. We are made in His image. We have infinite value. You have been given His glory. And because of that, we stand against any injustice that's, that goes against this biblical truth. As a church, we have united in a common goal and you have managed to raise over 130,000 pounds to go towards the help of churches and people in the Ukraine. We are supporting Alpha Churches in Poland and Romania and now we are gathering a team here for our local response as well. And this has only been possible because of your unity. Together with eyes fixed on Jesus, you have prayed powerful prayers. You have fasted and you have cried out to God. You have given your money, your time and offered your homes to those who are suffering. 
Matthew 12 tells us that a kingdom divided against itself cannot stand. And so we choose to stand together in this. Jesus prays that this kind of unity would be present amongst us. In verse 21, he says, that all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. The thing is, something powerful happens when we come together. Something powerful enough to change policies and laws and governments, even to change hearts and minds. There is power in our unity. The Bible tells us that when we come together, That is where God chooses to dwell. That is where God chooses to reside permanently. And finally, our unity shows the world who God is. Jesus says, may they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. And in verse 23, then the world will know that you have sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Our world is full of disunity, the ongoing racial divide, gender inequality, political divides, divisions in our families and maybe even in our own homes. All throughout John 17, Jesus shows that deep, rich and intimate love that He has with the Father. And what is so astounding about this is that He asks us, to have that same relationship with God and with one another. Disunity is in fact not an option for us. Unity is a command right from the pages of the Bible. By us being unified, we get to tell others the gospel message. We are able to point people to Jesus. We are able to point people to a life-giving love that transforms and even transcends all understanding. Is there a situation in your life that is stopping you from being united? A fallout with a colleague, a friend, a family member? Are you holding on to a grudge that has gotten in the way of showing the love of God? Have you allowed yourself to become so disunited from those around you that you now feel disconnected from God. Maybe, maybe you're listening to me and you're sat here today and you're watching online and you're thinking, Jemima, I've been alone for too long and this is just what I'm used to. Or maybe you're thinking, I've taken a back seat. There are other people in church who are united and serving the world. Or maybe you're thinking, this is all nice in theory, but realistically, I don't see unity as a real possibility for myself, the church, or even this world. Bishop Sandy Miller tells us this. He says, disunity is a luxury that we cannot afford. And John 17 makes it clear why unity is so crucial, and in particular, amongst those of us who call ourselves Christians, Through the way that we love God and love each other, the world sees something that is uncommon. At a time where culture is moving powerfully, rightly or wrongly, the Bible tells us that we are in fact equipped to influence culture. Culture pulls us in so many different ways and it causes us to lose sight of our purpose and maybe even pressure to conform. But there is freedom 
in kingdom culture, where there is unity in purpose and diversity in persons. This kind of unity shows love and grace, understanding, compassion, but ultimately, this kind of unity shows the glory of God. The glory seen at the cross of Jesus, where he offers the world a complete picture of unity. And today, he offers that to us again. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.